This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. Good morning. My name is Ian Menkini. I am Suffolk University Law School's Director of Electronic Marketing and Enrollment Management. I produce the Intellectual Property Podcast Series with Professor Andrew Beckerman Rodo, Co-Director of Suffolk Law's Nationally Ranked Intellectual Property Concentration. It gives both me and Professor Beckerman Roto great pleasure today to welcome economist Dean Baker to the podcast. Dr. Baker is the co-director of the Center for Economic Policy and Research in Washington, D.C., as well as a noted author whose most recent book is entitled The End of Loser Liberalism, Making Markets Progressive. We're going to be talking today about Dr. Baker's January 23rd, 2012 article in the Huffington Post entitled The Surefire Way to End Online Piracy and Copyright. To begin, if I could just ask you what you might think some of the current limitations of current copyright law might be, specifically in reference to the article that you wrote. I think you have a real problem with current copyright law in the sense that the Internet is this great mechanism for getting material all around the world, essentially at zero cost, and copyright is all about bottling up material that we want to get paid for it. So, you know, in principle, we want items to sell at their marginal cost, and in this case, the marginal cost is zero. So... By virtue of having copyright, we're not being allowed to take advantage of the technology that exists at the present. So in principle, we'd like, obviously, people need to be paid, and copyright's the mechanism we have for that, but it's not allowing items to be sold at their marginal cost. So that's why I'm looking at something to get around copyright. Instead, what we're seeing is this kind of heroic effort to see if we can't enforce copyright, because obviously it is very difficult with the Internet. And what that means is both heavy cost in terms of, you know, various types of equipment that people are using or, you know, personnel involved in monitoring what's going on on the web, and then possibly some serious sanctions on websites for having material that's seen as being in violation of copyright. So it just seems to me a very backward way of supporting creative work. Do declining revenues for the producers of music and entertainment reflect a problem with the copyright system, or could it merely be that the marketplace has altered the business landscape? The marketplace exists with the copyright systems. I mean, the two, to my mind, are kind of intertwined. Would people, in principle, be willing to pay more for recorded music? I think probably the answer is yes. But if you don't have to, you're not going to. In the current situation, people don't have to. I mean, people are willing to pay more for lots of things. For example, if your house is burning down and the firefighters come to put out the fire and save your family, well, you'd probably pay anything for that. But the way we structure how we pay for firefighters, well, they're paid for in advance. So you don't sit there and negotiate a contract as they come in to put out the fire. So, yeah, I mean, people value recorded music and other copyright material, movies, videos, all these things. People value that, and I think they're willing to pay for it, but the question is, why should they? In the context of copyright, why not pay for it in a different context? So, I don't know how to separate copyright from the market environment. It is the market environment. So, again, I'm not trying to be evasive. I just, people, I think, do value the material, but they just aren't going to pay more than they have to. In a sense, is it possible that changes in the marketplace due to technology have made music and the entertainment business less profitable. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the current model obviously depends on copyright, and copyright's become very hard to enforce. And, you know, people can get access to vast amount of material that's not even subject to copyright protection. I mean, a friend of mine introduced me to YouTube. I mean, I guess I knew it was there, but I didn't realize what was on there. He sent me an old blues recording. And then, she had been on YouTube. At the end of it, it says, here are others like it. And I probably spent three hours just clicking through all these old blues recordings. And as far as I know, this is all totally kosher. I don't know. I didn't review what sort of copyrights were at stake. But here's a vast amount 
lot of music that, at least to my taste, I'd be there for hours on end listening to this music and no one's getting any money for it. So in that case, it wasn't even a copyright violation, simply that if there's a large amount of free music available that I'm interested in listening to, why on earth would I spend whatever it takes to get copyright material? So yeah, I mean, I think the internet has radically changed the environment, so both it makes a large amount of free material available so people have less reason to pay, and also it does make it easier for people to violate copyright, which again, I'm assuming was not the case with the material I was looking at, but I can't say for certain. Do you think the technology also promotes an increased competition, which typically results in a negative price pressure? Absolutely. I mean, that's basically the story I was saying, because we have so much material that's available. And from the standpoint of a lot of artists, a lot of, well, you know, I'm a writer, I write stuff. I actually put my book up on the web. I want people to download it for free. I want to get it out there. And from my mind, I'm not really looking to make money on it. I want to get my arguments out there. But that same logic would apply to people who are trying to be a commercial success, you know, say as a band. If I had a band that I was trying to promote, I would probably go that route of just putting the material on there for free and hope that people get interested in my music and be willing to pay to hear me play live or, you know, maybe at some point in the future pay to, you know, get my stuff recorded. But there'd be a real pressure. I think it would make sense for a lot of people to just make their material available for free. And that means that if you're trying to make money by marketing your stuff, you have to compete with a lot of stuff that's there for free. That actually was going to segue to my next question. In the conventional music and entertainment industry, they may be making less revenue. Some individual musicians are earning more net profit because they're doing what you're saying, distributing it themselves online. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the reality is for most musicians, you know, I suppose if you're Paul McCartney or Lady Gaga or whatever, you probably negotiate something that's fairly favorable. But for most musicians, the portion of the sale price that they're getting is very, very small. So if you could even get a modest amount from what you might post, or alternatively, if you could increase your fan base so that you are more of a marketable commodity when you go play live somewhere, you could easily come out ahead that way. So my final question is, ultimately, how should copyright be modified, in your opinion, to make it work better? Well, I really think we have to look beyond it. I just think it makes more sense to say, okay, let's sell these items at their marginal cost, zero, take advantage of the internet, see it as a way to get things out rather than try to restrain the spread of music, of creative work, and instead think of a different mechanism to pay people. You know, again, I threw one out there, and maybe it's not the best, I'm perfectly willing to believe it's not the best, but the point is, we could think of different ways that people get paid for their work, and again, no one, at least I wouldn't dispute that creative work should be compensated, people should be paid for their work. I think the question is, can we find a better way? I just think in the current era, copyright just doesn't make sense. Well, Dr. Baker, thank you so much for your time today. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Sure. Thanks for arranging this. I enjoyed it. This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.